guys oh welcome back to the podcast <laughs> with me sorry i have a chocolate chip stuck in my teeth it's almost out there you know when you get that one little piece of chocolate whatever you're eating stuck like on your back molars so annoying because you could easily get it out if you brush your teeth but i don't feel like doing that right now so i'm gonna use my tongue so sorry if you hear any weird uh, sounds okay let me take a sip of my lovely Lacroix. hashtag not sponsored but Lacroix. ah is the best drink ever you can't expect a soda pop when you open it and take a swig you can't no expect water expect sparkling water because that is what it is it is not soda it's not pop it's not anything it doesn't have any sugar zero calories guys come on what could be better and it tastes delicious my favorite flavors are tangerine and passion fruit i'm drinking the orange one right now coconut is a no-go for me i don't like coconut i just took another sip i don't like coconut um key lime's okay it's weird it's sweet ish i don't know i feel like and so in our youth group we played guess the Lacroix, and I, if we did that again i could totally dominate i know the Lacroix so well so well like it's a problem i drink them way more than water i don't drink any water which is really bad but that's it's the truth folks okay anyway welcome to the podcast welcome um yeah welcome <laughs> drink you some Lacroix. get you a nice cold Lacroix and a snack and let's dive into the word of god today Alrighty, folks so you got your Lacroix, you got your snack let is let's let is let us get into the word of god today i dropped my pen so Today, today's podcast title is titled, it doesn't have a title yet, just work with me here. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about, you know, okay, I do have a title. It's God's love and its benefits. It's not really like a title, but God's love and its benefits. So, you know, I have last night, okay, I just cut off my own self. Last night I was laying in bed and, uh, you know, I was just, I was worrying about stuff and uh just feeling very overwhelmed at the moment and you know my dad texted me he was like you know god loves 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 you and you know i, I started crying I, I got tears my tears were streaming down my face and i was like oh my gosh you know god loves me i and the holy spirit came on me and was like like you don't even understand like god loves you so much it it fills you it give it fills the emptiness you know it gives you a love that you can never understand and then i started to realize you know like people don't know this people don't know that god loves them i have i have to tell them like they i they're they're gonna die without knowing that someone loves them you know they can just commit suicide because they think no one loves them and they don't know that they have a god the creator of the universe that loves them so deeply and i mean that's why i'm talking about the day um I really, really need... I mean, there's just so many benefits of God's love. Just, I mean, he loves you. He created you in his image. So, okay. God created us in his image. And that takes some love, you know. Um, 
it does when you have somebody and it blah, 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 blah. so an imitation is the highest form of flattery and i feel you know not that god's imitating us obviously not but we're imitating him but he caused it to be so so we can be like his children you know what i mean so because we are his children we could have looked like anything else and he said you you know you're made in my image um, and I love you and you're my child. When someone looks like you, you know, your child, you have them and you love them so deeply. You know what I mean? And God created us to be his children. He loves us like the love of a father. Sorry, that tangent rant thing didn't make any sense. But God's love is like, you know, the love of a father. He loves us. Obviously, you know, our earthly fathers can never love us as much as God. But just imagine how much, you know, you know that, um, you know, when your son asks for, a sandwich you don't give them a stone and your son asks for um well you know you don't give them something else you give them what they ask for you know you give good gifts and how much more does your heavenly father love you than your earthly father and you just you get to grab once you get a grasp on how much you know he loves you it, it really 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 starts to you know your life starts to show it. you can live like a child of god all right so picture this <clears throat> You're the president's daughter or son or you're the president's child, okay? You can live like you have no authority. You can live, you know, like you're a poor person. You can live like, you know, you, you don't, you can't. So I'm sure the president's child gets stuff that, you know, they have some sort of benefit from that. You know, they can make friends. They get to greet, know people that, you know, really famous people that nobody else gets to meet. You know what I mean? And they can take that for granted. They can be like, I'm just a nobody. Or they can become a somebody. You know what I mean? They have that advantage. And if you live, if it, you know, so we're the child of God, we can take that advantage and we can live like a child of God. Take a hold, take a hold of the promises and the word, you know, pretend that made sense. And let's get into like specifically some of just some of the benefits of God's love that God put on my heart that I was just thinking last night. You know what I mean? Like all these things. I was like halfway asleep and I was like, oh, I got on my notes and I wrote down, typed down all these things that God was like putting in my life that He's done for me and through me. Let's once again, like I said, just get into the specifics of the benefits. And yes, let's get into the specifics of the benefits. All right, so God's love and his benefits in the specifics of, so, okay, the specifics of the benefits of God, okay. So some of, like, the things that I feel God's love, like, really benefited me for, I mean, he, God's love gives you peace, it gives you joy, and gives you freedom. Those are three things. So if you compare it to the love of a father, you know what I mean? You have the love of a father, you feel I mean, God's love, you know, makes me feel free. I don't know about you, but it makes me feel, you know, like someone loves me. Some, I mean, God loves me so much. You feel like you don't feel heavy. You feel light and free. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, your dad says, I love you so much. You don't feel like, oh my gosh, nobody loves me. I just have the weight of the world on me. When someone tells you that they love you, I, at least for me, my heart feels lighter. You know what I mean? I words of affirmation <clears throat> and physical contact, like touch, are my love languages. So I don't know if it's like that for you, but when someone tells me that they love me, I mean, I just feel light. I feel free. I feel you know what I mean? Like just like something was taken off of me. 
And when you think God, the creator of the universe, the one that created the heavens and the earth, the one that formed the oceans and the animals, and the, he created the universe. He loves you so much. I, I mean, I feel free. I feel light. I feel like there is nothing that can stop me. I have God on my side. Devil, get out of my way. You know what I mean? And his love gives me joy. When you get a hold, I dropped my pen again. When you get a hold of God's love and how much he loves you, I feel joy. Joy unspeakable. I'm like, oh my gosh, he loves me. Like, not like a crush, but when, I don't know, I don't have a husband or a boyfriend, but I feel like if your husband or your boyfriend was like, I love you, and you know, you're in a serious relationship, you're engaged, you know, like, I love you, your heart would get flutter, you get happy, like, oh my, he, you know, he loves me. When God tells you he loves you, which he does, he says, I love you and I am pleased with you and I love you. I, that gives me joy. And it gives me peace knowing that I have God on my side, that God loves me. I don't have to worry about anything because God loves me. You know, your father loves you. Your father loves you. He comes home from work. You just have that peace. You know, my dad loves me. I have that peace. I don't have to worry about, you know, I, at least for me, like I don't have to worry about anything because you know my god loves me my father loves me it's kind of the same thing i'm comparing this god's love to the love of a father because when you see how much your earthly father loves you you can just finally start to get a little grasp of how much god loves you because you know fathers are made in the image of god called your heavenly father you know so we got the word father and father he's your father you know what i mean father it just there's some connection here, obviously. They're supposed to be similar. So when when you have a father in, you, you know, you live it. I'm not really making any sense here, am I? But when you just start to understand, like, the love of a father, and then you triple it by a billion, gazillion, bajillion, a squillion, then you can, you know, under, start finally start to understand how much God loves you. You know, you know what I mean? Does that make any sense at all? I really hope so because, you know, that would be nice if it made sense. <laughs> anyway, so like a second benefit or a second like thing that I feel is it fills up the emptiness, the emptiness in you, the emptiness in your heart, the emptiness, you know, that emptiness, the people, the people, the world try to fill up. They try to fill like with drugs and with alcohol and with, you know, anything they can get it, their hand on to numb out that emptiness they feel, that's God. That's That hole, that emptiness is for God and God's love. God's love, it, it fills you up, it warms you, it fills you up. You, you just feel full and you feel satisfied with God's love. You feel, con, not content, but you feel like there's not an empty, you feel full. You feel like, yes, God loves me. He fills up that emptiness. I'm not alone anymore. I have God on my side. And that is why I want people to know this. That is why I have such a burning passion that I want them to know, like, God loves me. I'm not empty anymore. I'm whole and I'm complete because my God loves me. And I want, I mean, I'm homeschooled and I love it. And like one reason why I would want to go back, I don't have very many, but one is to tell people this. And I can do that without, because, you know, Jonathan Shuttlesworth just did a broadcast. Um, You know, in my time, it is 239 November 19th, 20th. November 19th. It's November 19th. Um, November 19th, 2019. <laughs> um, go back and watch that. Because, I mean, 
just uh, talking about public schools. He was, it was, you know, the Chick-fil-A, his thoughts on Chick-fil-A and the LGBTQ um, activists and stuff like that. Anywho, public school, blah, 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 blah. go listen to that broadcast. God's love fills up <laughs> the emptiness to get back to what we're talking about. You know, that's why I want people to, I want people to know, you know, you don't have to be empty. God loves you so much. You don't have to fill that hole with, with boyfriends and relationships and drugs and alcohol and, and anything you can get your hands on. You know, God loves you and God fixes you. That's another thing. God fixes you. You can, you feel broken. You come in from the world, you know, when someone first gets saved and they're broken and they're empty and God's love, it it just, it fixes you. You, you start to feel whole again. You know what I mean? There was a time in my life where I drifted away from God a little bit, not like crazy off the deep end, but I wasn't, I didn't have a strong relationship with him. And I I mean, I didn't understand how much God loved me. You know, I started to feel, you know, no one loves me. Here I am. Nobody loves me. And and once I start to, once I got a grasp on, you know, how much God loves me, I mean, it fixed me. I just felt whole. It, it ties along with it f- fills up the emptiness. You know, it, it fills in the cracks and it's like pouring, um, I don't know, pouring cement. So if you have like a cracked piece of cement, I feel like if you would pour something, it fills up the cracks and it makes it whole again. You know what I mean? It, it, it completes you. God's love does. And God's love is real. God's, I mean, the Holy Spirit, God's love, he is real. I mean, you just think like, you know, Dr. Rodney meetings and, um, you know, just Shuttlesworth meetings, all those Holy Spirit filled meetings. You, there's no faking that. There is no. F- so on the, we went on the coalition retreat. Um, it's like a youth leader trip thingy-majig. And, um, you know, we it was on our last night of, um, you know, I don't know what you would call it service, but, you know, Pastor John spoke, you know, gave us a word and the Holy Spirit fell. We were there for hours. Just, you know, there's no faking that. There's no faking laughing around, laughing, (laughs) not laughing around, rolling around on the floor, laughing and screaming for God. There's no faking how you feel. You can't fake the feeling that God's love and Holy Spirit gives you. It's real. And you have to understand that God's love is real. It's not people just saying, you know, God loves you. Once you understand that it's real, he really loves you. He doesn't, it's not just like a high school, middle school relationship. We say, I love you. No, he loves you. With 40,000 O's, he loves you so much. And you have to understand that it's real. And there is, it's, when you see people filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, it, there's no faking. You can see the joy. You can see the love in their eyes. There is no faking this. And you have to understand. And he, God wants you. You know, he wants you and you need him. God, he wants you. He, he has a strong desire in his heart for you. You know, God, he, he wants you. He doesn't want you to be broken. He doesn't want you to be lonely and empty and full of the world he wants you to be his his child you are already his child you just need to step into the promises and come to him and have a relationship just like an earthly father an earthly father wants a relationship with their children with his children so you know my dad wants a relationship with us with me and he has one but you know what i mean if he just what he wants to know you god wants to know you and he wants to he wants you you know to want to know him and you need him you need 
him. Without him, you are lost. I know it. Without him, you are broken. Without him, you are empty. You are sad, depressed, um, probably high. You need him. Okay? It, just think back. Okay, think back to a time when you didn't know God. You know, if you were raised in a Christian home like me, there, there probably was a time when you didn't know God as well as you would like to have. But if you were not from, a, you know, a pastor's ch- child, if you're not like a pastor's kid or like whatever. So you're, you know, before you really knew God, just think back to a time, everyone, think back, sorry, think back to a time when you didn't know God. What were you? You were broken. I, I, like I said, you were broken. You were lost. You needed him. And now think back to that. So before you have a before and after picture in your mind. You can see how much you need him. There are pictures of people who got saved from so many off the street. You know what I mean? The year, a year later even. I mean, you're homeless. Maybe. You know what I mean? You, you come back. You, you come back to God. You come to God. And you just you need him. There is no life without him. You can't really live without God's love and without him. You can't live without God's love. You know, First Corinthians, I mean, yeah, First Corinthians 13. You know, even us, just we can't, you could be the smartest and you can be the strongest. You could be, you know, whatever, but you need God's love. You need love. It Nothing matters if you don't have love. Same thing with God's love. If you don't love, it doesn't matter. If you don't have God's love, it doesn't matter either. You, the way you do, you need God's love to do what he's called you to do. Because if you feel like you don't have support from the, from your master and your creator, you know, what's, what's the point of doing anything? He loves you and you need him. And he, he has a plan for you. You know, God's love is a part of that plan. You can't fulfill the calling on your life if you don't have his love. And um, this, you can trust it and him. So this goes along with, um, you know, the, it's real and there's no faking it. So you can trust it. You can know that it's real. And you need to trust him too. You need to know that he's he's not the one that did things to you. The devil comes to, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, says God, that you may have life and a life and live it to the fullest. Life abundantly. Life everlasting. He, he is real. He, his love is genuine. You know, anything wrong that happened in your life, I don't know what happened, but God didn't do it, okay? And, you know, the Bible says that God makes all things work together for my good. God makes everything work together for your good. So anything the devil does bad, any anything the devil does to, to destroy your life, God will turn it around. If you ask him, say, God, please come help me. Help me, God. He'll turn it around for your good. He'll say, you know what? Yes, let's, you know, he wants to help you. He wants to help you, but you need to ask him. He's he's a gentleman. He's not gonna come and like, let me help you out here because he wants you to he wants you to want him. You know he wants you to want his help, and he he's gonna turn things around for your good if you trust in him and if you love him. So, it's it's just so important that you have God's love and that you you trust in him. You have to know that he didn't do anything wrong to you. He died. God sent his son. His only son. So if you have your only son, you finally, you know, had a baby like um, Sarai and Abram. 
we finally had a baby. And, you know, then you send him as a baby. Okay, I mean, I know God wasn't a baby. He came as a baby. God's only son. He came as a baby to grow up here in the world. He he came as a man. And then he was he was beaten. Even if you just think, you like, I don't know, someone bumps into you, you're like, oh, that hurts. You know, you step on a thorn or whatever. That God has a crown of thorns pushed into his head. God was beaten and whipped. He People didn't even recognize he was a man. He was a bloody lump. You know, just laying on, I don't not laying on the, but you know what I mean? He, people were like, "What? what is that? Is that like a, a an animal that they're beating? Is that you know, a pile of rags, what is that? They didn't know that that was a man, that's how bad he was, just picture like ripped up and, you know, just, uh, you can't even picture it because it, he loved us so much that God sent his only son, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You have to understand that. You have to understand that, you know, he, he loves you so much. He loves you and you need his love. You can't do anything. You can't really live without his love and without him. You have to understand that. You know, you have to understand that God loves you so much. Um, and nothing can separate us from his love. Once you have his love, you are the only one that has the power. You God will always love you. But you can you can stop loving God and you can back away and you can not reap the benefits of God's love. You can do that, but nothing will God will never cut off, cut you off from his love. And the devil doesn't have any power. The devil is a powerless little weenie. He can't do anything. Okay? But the only power the devil has is the power that you give him. Okay? So if you if you're like, oh God doesn't love me, you keep speaking that out. Listen to my um recent podcast, The Power of Your Mouth, you know. If you haven't listened to it already, God, you, uh, this is, you have the power here. God made you in, in his, you, the devil has no power. So you, if you say, you know, God doesn't love me, I am, you know, weak and I'm helpless. And what am I supposed to do? The devil's going to come in as soon as you, you let down your guard, as soon as you, you accept the thoughts that he's putting in your mind, you're gonna be. He's gonna come. He's gonna jump on the opportunity. Be like, I told you so. He's gonna pull you away from God's love. But just imagine, like in my head, I have like a. There's like you know God and me, and there's this like line string rope thingy attached to me and attached to God, and nothing can separate us. Nothing can break us off. Cut me off from God's love. Nothing can cut you off from God's love. So you can. God, that will always be there between you, but you can pull away. You can break away. But that, it'll always be there for you to connect, but no, nothing can separate us beside, okay, <clears throat> anyway, I got off. Nothing can separate us from God's love. R- Romans eight thirty one says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us since he did not spare even his own son, but gave up but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will... 
Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and raised us to life and was raised to life for us. He is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. That is powerful right there. That scripture part thing. Nothing. Nothing can separate us from God's love. Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. Greater is he who is in me. You know, it was talking about, you know, since he didn't even spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? God gave, so God, Jesus is at God's right hand and he gave him. So next to God, there's Jesus, you know what I mean? So, and that's, once God, once God gave us his everything, and won't he give us everything else? Once, you know, God so loved us. He, once he gave us everything, once you understand that he loves you, he'll give you everything else. Everything else will come easily once you understand how much God loves you. What, once you get into the word and read about what God's love has for you. You know what I mean? Nothing can separate, can anything separate us from Christ's love? No, nothing. Nothing can separate us from Christ's love. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Nothing. Do you hear me? Nothing can separate you from Christ's love. You have to understand that. You can't get in your own head and be like, oh, I just, I, I don't know. I feel like God's just really, really tempting me and really attacking me. I just, I can't do it right now. No, stop. Stop. God will always love you. God's never going to tempt you. God's never going to do anything. If you love somebody, are you going to give them a chance to die? Are you going to say, oh, just, you know, try this. and It's good for you, but it will really ruin your life. No. I mean, so in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were there. And there's the tree that they're not allowed to um, eat off of, right? So the devil comes. Here, here he is, the devil coming. Say, try this. God, this, God really wants you to... Um, God really wants you to eat it because, but no, God, God doesn't want you to eat it because he just, he doesn't love you and he doesn't want you to be like him. He doesn't want you to, to have the power that he has. He wants you to die. God doesn't actually love you like he said, so eat this. And Eve let, Eve could have said, no, get the heck away from me you filthy rotten snake no way and walk away but you know what she i'm sure she walked away for a little bit she was like oh, that's not true god loves me she let it ponder in her mind you know maybe, maybe he doesn't maybe he does want me to die and if i eat that i'll be safe and nothing can harm me and she grabs it and she's like yeah and gives it to adam so it's like this now in the world you know people the devil will speak into people's mind you know god doesn't really love you he wants you to die and you, you, you know what I mean? And then people believe it. And then they pull away from God's love. It's not like that at all. You have to, have to, have to understand. Nothing will ever separate you from God's love. You have to understand how much he loves you. I mean, this is so, this is such a, an important topic. God's love. He wants you. You need him. 
you know, it's real. It's genuine. You can't live without God's love. You can't live without God's love. And, you know, sometimes we get so comfortable and wrapped up in our own minds and our own problems that we don't understand that people don't know God's love. We get so comfortable just, you know, having God's love. We get so comfortable with, you know, God loves me. We can understand. Okay, so we understand God loves me so much. You know, he, God sent his only son to die for me. He loves me that much. He'll sacrifice everything for me. He loves me. And we get so comfortable with that and wrapped up. And we can be like, oh my gosh, Susie just um, did this. And Susie's boyfriend is get so wrapped up in stupid things like that. We don't even understand that people don't know this. People are dying. People are struggling because they don't know God's love. And it is our job as believers to share the gospel and share the love of Jesus Christ. There are people, cashiers at the grocery store that are struggling so bad, but you're so worried about getting your Thanksgiving turkey. You don't think. Because you, you're blessed, you're blessed, you're prosperous, you're rich, you're comfortable, you know God's love, but there, you're comfortable. You need to have faith, you need to step out, putting yourself in a place, faith is putting yourself in a place where you need God, where you need to call on him. You know, you, you know God's love, so you know nothing's going to happen to you, so you're going to step out and you're going to say, I'm going to invite this person to church, I'm going to save them, because they need this, they need God's love. Maybe it's uncomfortable for you, but that's exactly why you need to do it. Because you get, the more you do it, the more you get comfortable. You're comfortable saving people. Okay, now I'm going to go. And it just goes on from there. You Once you're comfortable, you need to go farther. Once you're comfortable, go farther, okay? Go further. Okay? You, you can't be comfortable with just yourself knowing God's love. You can't be comfortable with just you knowing God's love. You can't be comfortable with just you and your neighbor knowing God's love just you and your family you have you have to do your best to spread god's love to hand invitations out to listen to the holy spirit and the holy spirit will guide you and say all right give buy this person the groceries do this because that's spreading god's love people have never experienced an ounce of kindness an ounce of love and you're showing god's love and they'll they'll ask why do you do that why are you so nice and you say god's love it's jesus and you know just be nice and be kind and show god's love and don't don't be comfortable, okay? Don't be comfortable in your own everyday things. Do things that makes you uncomfortable in a good way. You know, do things. Save people. Show God's love. You have you have to understand. You know, sometimes I'm like, well, why don't these, why do these people believe, like, these religions? Why are Mormons, why do Mormons exist? Why do they believe in this stuff? And then I, I God told me, he was like, they don't know. I just heard they don't know. They don't know about me. They don't know, you know, so they believe in like crazy things that, you know, I mean, like, why would they, why would they choose that? If they could have joy, they could have freedom and peace and prosperity and riches and, and just know that God loves them. They don't have to follow, you know, this crazy book. They don't have to do things. They don't have to jump through the right hoops. God loves them so much. Why don't they choose God? Because they don't know, okay? They don't know. And, I mean, it's, it, it is our job to tell people this, to show God's love, to, to just, just it, any act, you know, just give someone an invitation, give, some, give, bleh, give someone a church invitation, okay? Just say, here, I want to invite you to church. If that's uncomfortable for you, okay? That's a little uncomfortable for me, too. I'm working on it. I'm working on this. We'll do it together, okay?
don't get so comfortable in just knowing God and that's it. And just having God's love and knowing you're going to heaven, okay? Live in God's promises and show people to. Let them know. Let this person know. You know, this is what God has for you. God has this for you. God has this amazing life, this perfect calling on your life. He has this beautiful thing he wants you to be. But you have to know God and just share them. Share with them all God's benefits and all God's, you know, love and everything. You have to tell them because they don't know unless you tell them. Okay, it's your job. It's my job. It's our job as believers to share God's love. I have a, another verse, Jeremiah 31, 3. And it is in here somewhere. Jeremiah 31, Long ago, the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. With an unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. Once again, I'm just bringing it right back to nothing can separate you from God's love and how much God loves you. Long ago, the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. With an unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. You have to let people know. You have to understand for yourself. God loves you with an everlasting love, with an unfailing love. He loves you so much. So much. And once you understand that, you 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 can be who God called you to be. Once you understand, you can be thankful for God's love. And then... You can be thankful and then you can be patient. And you can do all the things if you understand God's love. If you know, if you have that peace of mind that God loves me and he chose me, he created me, and I have his love with me. God's love is unfailing, everlasting. God loves you forever, but you have to love him back. You have to step into his love, step into God's love and into the calling of God's love. Step into it. Step into it. Grab a hold of it. You know, it's a, God's love is a free gift. Salvation is a free gift. But if someone hands you a gift, you can you can look at it. It's there. But you have to grab it. You have to take it. So take a hold of God's love and live in the benefits. Live in the promises. Live like you're a child of God because you are. Live like a child of God because you are. All right, so that concludes today's podcast. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Thank you for being there. Thank you just for everything you do. I want you to know that God really loves you. That's what this whole thing was about. If you didn't get, if you didn't get just, um, you know, God loves you. God has a wonderful plan for your life. God wants you to prosper. God does. Every good and perfect thing comes from God. Every good thing. Every little thing that's good comes from God. And you have to understand you you do. I know you do. Just know every perfect thing, every good thing comes from God. And God loves you. He has a plan for your life. Um, You are called to be a wonderful, beautiful child of God. Step into the calling. Grab a hold of the gift of free life. 
grab a hold of the free gift of God and step into it. Live like you're a child of God. Read your word. Walk in the benefits of God. Live out the promises of God in your life and you will go farther than you ever thought you could before. I love you so, so much. Thank you for listening. Make sure you buy some LaCroix and expect it to taste like sparkling water because it is. It's not pop. And um, make yourself some peanut butter blossoms for the holiday season. Drink some eggnog. You know, it's, it's Christmas almost time. And um, yeah, get some good things for Thanksgiving. Eat lots of food and be joyful. I love you so much. Have a nice, amazing, blessed, wonderful day. God's hand is upon you. You are amazing.